we could try to help someone else uh, tonight, get them some help because some people don't know how to how to deal with it. Yes, you know, um, grief comes in different stages and it comes at different times. And, you know, when you're going through the first, you know, the, the first holidays is always the toughest. And some people think um, it's not going to be as tough as it actually is. So you have to prepare yourself for it. Um, it's like a, someone told me grief is like a... Um, tidal wave and right now in the first couple of years that tidal wave is just coming and you can't stop it as soon as you come up for air it hits you back you know it hits you and you go back under what counseling helps you do is it prepares you for that tidal wave because the tidal wave is going to come but at least it will prepare you to to know okay i can see that tidal wave from a distance because that anniversary is coming up, that holiday is coming up, that birthday is coming up. I know it's going to take me out, but I know I'm going to get back up and I'm going to be okay. So grief is real and it's going to come at different stages at different times. You just have to prepare yourself for it. Most definitely. It's it's amazing because I was uh, working one day and I was talking with this, with this guy and, um, he asked me, he said, how was your Thanksgiving? I said, well, it was good. Never met the guy before. I said, it was it was okay, but it was rough. He said, what do you mean it was rough? I said, because this was the first year without my mother. And he just started saying, man, I lost my mom about five or six years ago. And every once in a while, I pick up the phone, call her number, and I realize she's not going to answer. And I'm like... I've done that too. And I'm like, man, so we talked and I wish um, the brother and I would have communicated a little bit more, but he was going to do his work. I'm trying to do mine. So uh, we didn't get a chance to communicate uh, more about it because even five or six years ago when his mother died, still today, he still pick up the phone. And what a lot of people don't realize it's no time limit on this. It's no time limit for grief. Um, some people say, oh, it's not that bad. It's been a while. No. You don't know what type of relationship that person had with the, with their loved one. Um, I look at several things because my mom's birthday and my birthday are day apart. So it's like every year we used to do cookouts every year for her birthday so it was a bit different than uh, most people so yeah it's rough right you don't get over the loss you just learn how to cope with it yes and um what you i see miss risky is back now her internet is it's messed up <laughs> Let him make it. Let him. I hope it's done doing whatever it's doing. Hopefully. <laughs> we'll keep our finger crossed. Um, then also, um, with this pandemic, it seemed like every other week or so, or months or so, it's a new variant to come out, which 
we just heard on the news, I think it was um, when I got home, they was like, um, now we may have to take another booster shot. <laughs> I'm like, I haven't got, got my first booster. <laughs> and they already talking about another one? I'm like, wait a minute, something's not right. And that could be very stressful having to take shots because I don't like needles. And that's a, I prefer to be hit in the mouth instead of drawing blood. <laughs> but that's just me. Um, so it's, it's rough. Uh, all around us. start of COVID, you know, we were secluded from everyone, our loved ones, peers, you know, uh, for almost a year, so we never really recovered from that, and so now they're just throwing us out there in all these variants and rules, and, you know, we're still wearing face masks, most people, you know, aren't even acting right now, so it's like we never really had time to even decompress from all this we're just kind of going through the motions so it's just like that bunch of wackadoo people running around with masks exactly yeah i think it's it's you know people are still trying to process this virus and now that it just keep keeps mutating um and then you have people who don't believe in it, right? They think it's a hope, even though people are dying every day. Um, and you have to deal with that. Um, and then you have to deal with the people who have lost people and the grief that they're dealing with, because it is real. Um, I've known people who have passed away from it. I've had friends who are dealing with people in the hospital now that are... Um, you know, in very tough situations because of this virus. Um, so you, is a mental, um, you know, situation where people are really dealing with this um, virus. But, you know, I really look at this virus as I look at the flu because 100 years ago, it was a pandemic and it mutates every year. And when we get the flu shot, it has mutated already. Right. And we're getting last year's mutation. So mm. we put in our body this year, it's last year's version. Right. So this virus is going to continue to mutate. Because not everyone is getting the vaccine. True. So if everyone don't get vaccinated, and it's just my thoughts of it. I'm not a doctor yet. Not a doctor in medicine. But what I from what I gather from what I hear on the news, if everyone doesn't get vaccinated, it's just going to continue to mutate. Right. True. So, right. It's gonna find a way to keep mutating. So to me it's just like the flu. So every year you're gonna you get a flu vaccine. Yeah. 
Yeah. So you're gonna have you're gonna line up and get your flu vaccination. You're gonna line up to get, you know, your COVID vaccination. True. It's just a way of life. So right now it seems like a lot because it's new. Right. It was new. The flu was new a hundred years ago. Mumps, measles, and all that other stuff was new two hundred years ago. So you know, this is just that version of it. From what I gather from my reading, so it's just even processing it all. Yeah, all of that. Right. And now they're like, even though I feel cheated that my niece didn't have to go through chicken pox like (laughs) we did. To me, Mm -hmm. it was like a rite of passage, Mm -hmm. you know, to have all the lotion on your body. Maybe you got some more wounds. Mm -hmm. You know, I came out lucky. I don't have too many scars, but to find out, you know, uh, from my sister, oh no, she got a, a, a vaccine or a shot. I was like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not fair. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, and, but you don't see too many cases. Yes, I'm sure that, you know, here and there in like these uh, town, you know, small countries, mm-hmm. yeah, it pops up, but we have a handle on it. There's a vaccine for it. Right. And I think once I think initially we should have had a longer lockdown um, to kind of get a handle on it. I don't think it was handled properly, but we're here, mm-hmm. and so now we just gotta try to do our part so that it won't spread so much. Right. But at the end of the day, people, like I've uh, said on the show uh, numerous times, we need better healthcare. True. Uh, because one of the things that's lacking and why we're doing the wackadoo things we're doing um, is lack of mental health care. Mm-hmm. Because, like, you don't go to the doctor unless something's broken or you bleed now. Right. Mm-hmm. But we, we need to get this right. Right. And, you know, all these changes and regulations, people don't know how to deal with that. Mm-hmm. It's so true. Now, you said a lot of people don't like don't want to take this uh, serious enough. They don't want to wear their masks to protect their self, nor uh, the people around them. I seen some crazy stuff yesterday. I went to the store. Um, now, this lady, she didn't have a mask on, but she grabbed the paper towel to pick up the package of meat she was grabbing. And I'm like, that defeat the purpose. Like nothing makes me make sense. It's like, like in the beginning when people were wearing the gloves, you're wearing it all day, touching random stuff that's contaminated. Like wearing the gloves is not just—it's like reusing a condom. Like you're you're just passing on the virus. You got to change out the gloves. Or what I saw at one of the um, uh, clerks at uh, Dollar General um, or Dollar Tree, one of those. He used hand sanitizer on his gloves, and I was like, "Well, at least that's the smartest thing I've ever seen somebody mm-hmm. use his gloves because he's handling money and transacting and touching things." Like that's the smartest thing if you're gonna recycle gloves. Mm-hmm. But people were just touching everything, faces, hair, all day in the car. Eden. Well, I'm wearing gloves. Eden. Well, I love when they wear their gloves <laughs> in the store, but then they go into their wallet or their purse. You know, with the gloves on, I'm like, so you contaminated everything in your wallet, right? You know, COVID is in your wallet now. Right. <laughs> you want to take your wallet home? Piece of gum in your your purse. Yeah, you're eating COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. 
salmonella from that meat you just yeah. touched. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just that, you know, it's, it's the, the mind, the, the concept of not being fully knowledgeable. Yes. Not taking the time out to really research and understand everything there is to know about how COVID, what COVID is and how it, you know, how you can get it. You know, uh, the lady who takes care of my son, I have a son on the spectrum, and she had, you know, was very knowledgeable of COVID when it first came out. She wore the, the mask, the shield. Uh, well, not the shield, but the mask. She changed in her garage. She did everything because she had, um, you know, medical history. So she really couldn't catch it. She did everything right. She walked into a Walmart. She left my house, walked into the Walmart. She, my house is the only house she would go to outside of her house and went into a Walmart and must have walked into someone sneezing or coughing and it got into her eyes. And she caught COVID and she was down for three months. And she didn't think she was going to make, she thought she would have to go to the hospital. And she fought it. And she still has, you know, issues from it. And this was a year ago. Mm. She still has complications from it. Yeah, one of my coworkers, uh, her ex-son-in-law, she knew him since he was like junior high. Um, but, uh, and, and was like a son to her. He had other, you know, health issues got COVID, was in the hospital, at one point was on a respirator, uh, recovered from that, but then had other issues because his lungs didn't fully recover from that and passed away, 27 years old. <clears throat> With a 10-year-old, you know, and, mm-hmm. and it's just like, like, I don't think, I think, in order for people to be a little bit more cautious when you go out and less selfish, it's going to have to hit them directly mm-hmm. for them to speak. Because, right. you know, out of sight, out of mind, talk about our personal issues until someone experiences it. They have no right. better reference. Until it, it, until it, it knocks on your door, you're not going to take it seriously. You know, my sister is a, I have one sister that's a nurse, and she says she has never met anyone that came in there who didn't believe in COVID. Once they caught it, didn't say they didn't believe in it anymore. Because she said that they begged for the vaccine, and she's like, it's too late. You can't get it at this point. You can't get it. Yeah, we've talked about we talked about different um, um, people that actually passed away and on their deathbed that they was begging their loved ones to get, get the vaccine. Mm -hmm. And um, at this point, I'm, I'm just to the point, Hey, you either going to take it or you're not going to take it. And I prefer you would take it, but that's your decision, and you have to live with the consequences. Um, 
So me personally, I've had, I'm fully vaccinated, but waiting for I could take my booster to protect myself more. And um, I was on the fence. I mean, my sister got the booster, and my mom. Um, I'll probably get it when I'm on my little mini vacation at the end of the month. Um, but I'm still on the fence with it because you know um, I don't really go anywhere. But what I do is like, well. I should probably take it just because I'm trying to get out more <laughs> and, you know, enjoy the roses. Um, but again, like you said, somebody can sneeze and, mm-hmm. you know, your eyes are a mucous membrane, you know, you can get anything uh, in your, your, your eyes and, and, and whatever. Um, but, so, I, you know, don't be surprised if, you know, I'm, down for the count one day. <laughs> well, you know, I got mine. I got my booster on Sunday, and it didn't affect me. Yeah, yeah. My sister, um, she did the Moderna. She's sticking with what she had initially, mm-hmm. um, and she was feeling kind of not a hundred percent. I know when I got the Pfizer one, um, the first two shots, I didn't really have any side effects. I was just exhausted. Like, I was so tired, and I was like, is this what fatigue is? Because my eyes, I just cannot. <laughs> like, and it was just the worst feeling of just, I couldn't do anything. <laughs> but I felt fine. I was just asleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I got the Pfizer, and the second one, I was tired. But the booster, I was a little tired, but that was about it. Yeah. You know, I'd rather be, for me, I'd rather be safe than sorry. Right. And that's where I am as well, you know, because it's like, even in, you know, because I work part time in the office Mm because there's no way around it. I got to print manual checks in the office. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's a small group of us. So, fortunately, most of the people are working from home. So it's just like five of us in the office, you know, rotating. but even still being in those quarters where they don't really clean it often mm-hmm. um, to just be protected because anybody can walk in delivering mail and mm-hmm. expose us. And I can tell you when we talk about the mental aspect of um, COVID and dealing with health care workers and dealing with nurses and frontline workers, when they're dealing with these non-vaccinated um, patients that are coming in with COVID and they are begging for help and begging for a vaccine, uh, the vaccination and they are needing, you know, this help. These nurses and other healthcare workers are exhausted. Oh, yeah. And they have lost their they're a little bit compassionate because there is a vaccine that can prevent this. And there are people who choose not to take it. And so they're overworked and they're exhausted. And mentally, it takes a lot is is draining on these healthcare workers. Exactly. So their compassion level has low has been lowered. They still right. going to do their best to give 
that care. But they get to a point where, you know, hey, that's all you have to do is take a shot. Exactly. You wouldn't be here. Right. Now I'm wasting time with my family. Right. To care for you. Who, right. You know, should know better. Right. So, so it's hard for them to, to keep that that care, you know, that, that top-notch care that they have always had to deal with patients that chose, you know, not saying it, it's different if you, there are people who can't get the vaccination for health reasons, but if you're just going around saying COVID is not real, I'm not doing it, I don't believe in it, you know, all this other it's stuff. Conspiracy, it's a way right. the government. But you go in us. there and you find out you're COVID and you need a ventilator or you need this stuff and now you're begging for this care and these nurses are exhausted and these healthcare professionals are exhausted and now they have to work these hours like you said leave their family to take care of you when the only thing you had to do was to get the shot now how do y'all feel about these healthcare workers that uh, that basically saying they're not going to take the vaccine. And some of them have been terminated. I think it's mostly down in Houston, the ones I've seen where they was like, oh, I'm not going to take it. They're just going to have to fire me. How do y'all feel about healthcare workers not wanting to take it? I think everyone has a right and a belief of their choice. But if it's their job, saying this is what you have to do to work here if they don't want to have if they choose not to do that then they choose not to work in that environment because especially when you're dealing with a mass of people um, on a daily basis like you could be exposing them to the virus Mm -hmm. these people with weakened immune systems um children you know elderly Mm-hmm. Uh, you come in contact with these people all the time, and then they go home and explain. Right. It's like a domino effect, right. and it's like as a healthcare worker, your your drive is to help people and not make them hurt them. Right. You take that oath to always, you know. I don't know what the oath is, how it, you know, word for word, but you know. Sum it up. You take an oath to always provide help, do no harm. Yeah. So by not protecting yourself, and you could endanger someone. You know, you can't do that. But you have a right to choose. That's your right. You live in America. You have that right. But so do your employer. Your if your employer say, "Hey, this is what we expect." you know, of you to do the work here. If you don't want to do that, then you don't have to, but you can't work there. Exactly. Like the military. Like I remember going to basic training and you just lined up getting shots. I didn't know what, didn't know what you was getting. getting. You don't what? know what you're getting. Like one of them was penicillin and that hurts. <laughs> I'm saying that one hurts for no reason. Right. You, didn't have, you couldn't say, oh, I don't want that. Right. Because you you're know? property of the government. And yeah. you just lined up and they just had those guns. Both arms. <laughs> I was like, well, so like mm-hmm. I know what it feels like for those little babies to get all them injections and they little mm-hmm. eyes. 
it's like painful and like you understand why, but it's something right. you gotta do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and same with the medical field. Listen, you're a part of this organization. Either get the vaccine or gotta go. Yeah. But I like how um, some of the hospitals were saying, hey, if, if you don't get the vaccine and you catch COVID, we're not covering your insurance for COVID. You're going to pay this $40,000 for your hospital stay if yes, you catch yes, COVID. Yes. Exactly. It's like, well, you didn't believe it existed. Right. You so, work here. <laughs> right. You don't believe in it, we're not covering it. That's a so good I, thing. I thought that was a, a good thing for them to do that. You know, yes. if you don't believe in it, neither do we. We don't believe in covering it. So I think that was a good caveat to that saying, hey, you take care of that $40,000 bill. Mm-hmm. It's like those people who's like always got to go fund me. Oh, we'll let my kids on a yeah. bill later. <laughs> <laughs> Matter of fact, Let's see how that GoFundMe works. See how many people gonna pay for that? Your, your 20, 30 year old son, you know, is like, well, Rome could have gotten the vaccine easy, and but no, he wanted to gallivant and go to college parties and do all these things unprotected, you know. And now, you and that's the scary part. I think the the younger age groups, the twenties, even thirties. I think that age is a little scary because they don't take this virus that serious. And they, you see a lot of them walking around with no mask. You know, they, they think they are, you know, immune to anything. And that's just that, you know, invincible thinking. So that age range is really scary. Because at first, you know, when the pandemic first broke, it was this age group or this race of people. All these different, you know, scenarios were going on. But that age group is really scary. When they had right. that concert in Houston, right. all those people, they didn't have masks on. At all. Just like looking like sardines. Yeah. I'm like, who goes to something like that? Doesn't, you know, I don't care if you're vaccinated. You still can get COVID. True. You know, and they're out there, you know, and that's just alarming. So there's a lot of people that have this false sense of reality to think that they can't get security. Yes. That's scary. And that's why it mutates because of that false sense of of reality and, and thinking that nothing can happen to them. Now, would you say that could be um, reason why people believe that this virus is not real? Do you think it could be a mental issue or or just listening to the wrong folks? It's that age group who just don't think that death is real. I mean, when you were in your 20s, you thought you were invincible. I was a little cautious. I was a hypochondriac, so I was always <laughs> like, you want to go? Who's going to be there? <laughs> like, I'm still like that. Who's going to be there? I think about it. But, um, but yeah, but there was some carelessness in my, mm-hmm. 
<laughs> and you know, it's like it, it, you go through that, but we also didn't have a pandemic, right? Exactly. So, you know, I went to my concerts and I went uh, to random places, places I shouldn't have been, but you know, I survived. Yeah, I mean, trust me, I have family members yeah. who don't believe water is wet until it hits them. Yeah. So, yeah, it happens in your own family. True. But also, oh, 